From the Hagley Center for the History of Business, Technology, and Society, this is Stories from the Stacks. My name is Paul Taone, and I'm a senior lecturer in history at the University of Auckland in New Zealand. My project, what brings me to Hagley, is World War I and 1920s era railroad labor relations. The kind of materials that I'm looking at at Hagley uh, center on the Pennsylvania Railroad Collection. I'm focusing on the personnel department and the kinds of records that show the attitudes of Pennsylvania Railroad management toward the kind of labor relations legislation that I've described. These materials illustrate the kind of importance that Pennsylvania Railroad Management placed on these issues. By the time of the 1920s, in this context wherein the Pennsylvania Railroad was fighting uh, against the U.S. Railroad Labor Board, and its early insistence on maintaining national collective agreements with the railroad unions. The Pennsylvania management was quite determined to see those agreements broken and to put in place instead its own employee representation plan. And so the Pennsylvania railroad management, being very conscious of its public image, wanted to know exactly what they were saying, and it was quite concerned to get out there its own version of the story. So part of the story also involves using the information gathered at the uh, workplace and out there to apprehend the situation, which is what surveillance is all about, and then to, you know, to spin it in their own way in the public. One of the great values of corporate records, by the early 20th century, more of these organizations were keeping more records, and certainly the Pennsylvania Railroad, by the 1920s, with the creation of its personnel department, began keeping more records on its employees. The real value, though, to my work so far, what I've found, I've discovered has been at the level of management itself. The transcripts that I've been reading by the U.S. Railroad Labor Board, in which union heads were making their case for what they thought should be, and then you have senior Pennsylvania Railroad management giving its case. So in arguing over the validity of, of collective bargaining, uh, national agreements, as opposed to the right of management to have flexibility in its operations and to conduct employee relations as it saw fit. The case of the railroads in the 1920s is unique, first and foremost, because of its history of state involvement in the sector, going back to the 1890s, and most importantly during the First World War I period. And so the, the, the struggle over the character and authority of the U.S. Railroad Labor Board created by the 1920 Transportation Act was particular to that industry. There was no other sector that had that kind of arbitral, mediating presence of the federal government. And the gains that unions had made in many areas they lost in the early 1920s as government authority you know, was pulled back from employment relations. I think any uh, visiting scholar that comes to Hagley would have to work hard not to have a good time because of the richness of the collections. Working in the reading room in the, in the, in the Soda House is one of the nicest uh, settings that I've been to, and I've been to a number of archives. I would encourage any historian out there, any uh, postgraduate student who thinks they might have a need for coming here, no matter how tangential the project, to explore the connections. To learn more about the Hagley Museum and Library, and to listen to more stories from the stacks, please visit us online at hagley.org. That's H-A-G-L-E-Y dot O-R-G.